0: Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Today, we have a crazy story of a totally overbearing entitled parent. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, entitled dad called the police on me for sitting in a pool. This just happened today and I'm so mad. I, 28-year-old male, autistic, just wanted to spend some time relaxing in our local swimming pool. I had black goggles and liked to swim underwater. I also liked to simply rest against the poolside and chill. Also, I was the only adult male without any children in this pool, which is clearly for everyone to use. Shallow at one end, deep at the other, etc. I'm just resting by the poolside when a manager, not even a lifeguard, a bloody manager comes over to me and tells me my presence and behavior is making someone uncomfortable he explained that someone had complained that me diving underwater and simply sitting by the side of the pool was apparently unacceptable because i was apparently doing this to peep on children he told me this in a non-accusatory tone and seemed to sound as confused as me about this at first i thought i was upsetting some over-worried parent and being a parent myself i felt horrible I explained that I was just relaxing by the poolside, offered to take off my goggles to put them at ease, and even wanted to apologize to this person. The manager seemed to accept this and presumably went back to the parent to let them know I was sorry for upsetting them. About 10 minutes passed and the manager was back, telling me the police had arrived. I was shocked and asked if it was about me. The manager said yes and that they wanted to talk to me. This is when I met the entitled dad for the first time. Big guy, maybe early to mid thirties and pretty buff looking. This is the only time he spoke to me and all he said was, you better go quietly or I'll tell everyone here that you're a predator. He walked away before I could reply and the manager led me out of the pool. I felt tempted to flip this Kevin the bird as I walked by but I kept my cool and just left. I get to the locker rooms and two police women are waiting. Fortunately for me they were really nice and friendly with me the whole time. After grabbing a towel, they started asking me what happened and what I was doing. I was honest and told them I was just trying to relax and I had no idea I was upsetting this person just by being there. I even told them I was autistic, which led to one of the officers telling me they had a family member who was also. Then they asked me for my details to run me through their database. While that went on, the entitled dad walked by and one of the officers asked to talk with him. He agreed and they went elsewhere. I got changed back into my clothes and as I was coming out the changing room, the entitled dad was in my way with his back to me. I couldn't quite hear what he was saying over the people in the room, but I did hear him rather loudly order his kids to stay put while he went to get changed. He walked off without seeing me and I left the locker room. The police stayed with me in the lobby until their database came back. Of course, it came back that I had no history of crime and the gym staff had told the officers I had no history of disturbing other people and I was free to go. However, the entitled dad was hanging around near the back of the lobby watching me. The police saw this too and offered to give me a ride home since I'd walked to the gym. I accepted since I was pretty shell-shocked by the whole ordeal and worried this guy would try something on my way home. In all, this was a really scary experience and I'm still shaking typing this. I'm just glad the manager and the police were professional enough to let me speak my piece. I should mention there were other parents in the pool who didn't care about my presence. Another dad and his kids were playing right next to me, and he didn't care. I don't know what this person was on, but I think it's a very normal thing to just sit poolside and kind of relax, even if you're sitting in the pool. I mean, I don't know what this person was on. I don't know if they have, like, history to feel worried about something like that, but that guy was just way out of his depth on that. Also, hi. I'm Steven, and if you guys can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is My Aunt is a Karen. I know this isn't about an entitled parent, but my aunt is close enough I guess, and this sub feels like the right place for this story, so I'm still gonna post this. So my aunt for some unknown reason thought it would be a good idea to take me to the Taylor Swift movie that was targeted for little girls. I'm a late teenage male. So, we get to the movie and sit down, and my aunt is surprised by the fact that the movie is filled with small girls, and that the movie is just Taylor Swift's concert, despite the fact that concert is in the dang name, but whatever. About half an hour in, while a song is playing, a few of the girls sitting next to us get up and start dancing and singing. I don't mind it, you know, they can do whatever they want. However, my aunt decided that these two little girls and their mom were annoying and needed to be taught a lesson. So she decided to turn around and say loudly for like the whole theater to hear, we're here to hear Taylor, not you guys, shut up and sit back down. She then turned to their mom and told her that she needed to discipline them better. Afterwards, one of the kids started quietly sobbing. I was pretty taken aback by that and just got up and told her we should probably go. Felt like a jerk walking out of that movie theater. Looking back an hour or two later, I definitely should have done something or said something, but I didn't and I feel really guilty about that. Just wanted to tell you guys online because I don't really have anybody else to talk about this." I mean, I don't know if she took OP along with just cause they wanted an excuse not to be like alone going to this thing themselves. Maybe they felt embarrassed they were a certain age or something. But to be fair, if I felt like there was one movie, if you can call it that, that I would go to where it is acceptable for kids to be jumping around and singing a little bit, it would probably be the Taylor Swift tour movie. I feel like to some degree, if you go to something that is essentially the movie version of going to a concert, if you can't sing along to it or have a little fun with it, what's the point? So I'm right there with OP. I know a lot of people are crazy about Taylor i know these kids obviously would be it's like heartbreaking for them to have this experience and just get it like absolutely poo-pooed on this next story is entitled mother tries to steal my purse i 18 non-binary still go to my pediatrician for yearly checkups and whatnot this is relevant trust me my doctor's office is located in a fairly bad part of town the same area i grew up in so i'm always careful to keep my stuff close to me at all times It's not like people would get a lot from me if they snatched my bag, but I keep some personal items, like meds, in my bag. Since this is a pediatrician's office, there's always plenty of children in the waiting room. My brother, 20-year-old male, barely young enough to keep going there, and I were there a couple of weeks ago for our yearly well checks and flu shots. Since we have the same doctor, our appointments were scheduled at different times. My brother goes back first while I sit in the lobby with my bag between my legs, playing on my switch. Our dad had run across the parking lot to pick up a few things from the grocery store, which is fine, considering we're both legal adults, so I was just sitting by myself in the corner. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. This adorable little boy, SB maybe 10 or 11, came over and asked what I was playing. I told him I was playing Pokemon, and he asked if he could watch. I agreed, both wearing masks, and angled myself so he could see my screen. We talked a bit about Pokemon, which I could tell he loved a lot, and I showed him my bag. A bit of info about my bag, it's one of those small backpacks made to be like a purse you can wear on your back. It's a cute Pokemon themed bag that goes with me everywhere. I bought it from a store that donates meals to those in need depending on how much you spend, so the bag was more expensive than some would think, $80 to $90, but I didn't mind spending so much since I was getting a lot of meals donated. A few more minutes passed by and the kid's mom calls for him. I tell him it was nice talking to him and give him a wave as he heads to the opposite side of the room. I go back to my game, but no more than 20 seconds later, someone appears in front of me standing over me like some kind of predator looking down at its bested prey. I look up to see this lady standing there looking almost the complete opposite of a Karen. Long natural looking hair, light makeup, simple t-shirt and leggings. She was honestly very pretty, except for the smug look she had on her face. We'll call her Entitled Mother. Please note that I'm diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and a panic disorder so my reactions are a little extreme. I said, oh, hi, can I help you? She says, my son told me about your pokey men purse. I had put my bag between my feet on the floor with one of my legs inside one of the straps so it would be harder for anyone to snatch it. I said, oh, yeah, your son is a sweet kid. She says, yeah, well, you're too old to be playing with pokey men stuff. You should give your purse to my son. At this point, I was getting a weird vibe from her so i had tucked my switch into my bag and slipped my other foot through the other strap i said i'm sorry ma'am but i spent my own money on this bag and i would prefer to she says see you're old enough to have a job you're too old to be playing with pokey mens me getting a bit anxious because she's literally standing over me miss please back up you're way too close to me i'm not giving you my bag even if you paid me the eighty dollars i spent on it i wouldn't hand it over she said you're lying a bag like that doesn't cost that much you just don't want to give my precious son your bag the sweet boy says mama please leave her alone i just said it was a cute bag entitled mother ignoring her son why are you even in a pediatrician's office you don't have a kid are you just here to watch all the kids like some kind of pervert me getting very anxious and now raising my voice miss i'm 18 i've been coming here since i was a baby Now, please step away from me. She says, No, you don't belong here. You suddenly there was a hand on her shoulder. She spun around, ready to yell at someone else, when she finds herself staring directly at my dad's chest. Oh, did I mention this lady is about four foot eight? My dad is six foot one and ex-navy. He's staring down at her, just daring her to say something out of line. When she turned around, she stepped far enough away from me that I could slip past her and into the back room, as my name had been called to go back. The nurse gave me a paper bag to breathe into, as I was hyperventilating and crying at that point. This was the same nurse I see most of the time when I come in for my birth control shots, and she's known me since I was little, so she sits with me to calm me down before taking any of my vitals. After my appointment, I went back out into the lobby, clutching my bag in my arms, relieved to see that the mother wasn't there. My dad and my brother were waiting for me, so even if she were there, I would have two six-foot-plus bodyguards. My dad told me the lady tried telling others that I was a predator, but no one listened. Most of the staff knew me since I was in every three months, and she got kicked out. My dad took us out for ice cream after everything, so yay. All this over a Pokemon backpack. I'm looking for a small wallet to keep my cards and cash in rather than carrying my bag with me everywhere i guess that's the downside of having a bag with a popular character or a popular series on it if there's kids that like it you're going to attract the entitled parents who want to take it off of you for free i can't tell you the amount of countless give my kid your nintendo switch stories i've read it's kind of just straight up ridiculous this next story is dad demands me to take pictures of every room in the house i rented from him So a few months ago, I posted about my father accusing me of putting more stress to his already strained marriage. I just wish this would have been the end of his craziness, but it got even further now. A few weeks after the incident, he came again and demanded me to take pictures of the house and rooms so he can put it up on the market. Thing is, it's forbidden to take pictures of the indoor rooms without the tenant's consent in our country. So this time I got my husband to tell him that we don't want to take pictures of our rooms, and instead my husband offered him to draw a floor plan. He immediately agreed to it, and I thought this was the end of it. Haha, stupid me should have known better. A few days later, I found a passive-aggressive letter, I'll try to translate and post in the comments, in my mailbox, basically threatening me to make pictures, or otherwise interior exploration will be increased. Note that the house hadn't been put up for sale and still isn't put up for sale yet, so to make it easier for everyone, I should obey and in case I didn't know, termination letter is needed and has to be sent 3 months prior moving out. Mind you that in his home or rooms I'm not allowed to even open the door without a major meltdown of my stepmom. So this time I decided to burn bridges. I endured so many of his bullcrap over the years that I just made a whole clean up and wrote a letter as well, we'll also put in the comments. And as cherry on top, I sent our termination letter with it. I asked him not to contact us for a while. Yeah, he isn't good with keeping his distance, so he wrote another letter and threw it in our mailbox, see comments, I just ignored. Since then he tried to call multiple times, he hung out in front of our house trying to catch me or my husband when we were leaving the house, and wrote another letter. He was able to catch my husband a few times, and my husband told him to wait until I come around but honestly, I don't want to. First I thought about going low contact, but his further actions are pushing me to go no contact. This kind of hurts and I always wanted my daughter to have a granddad, but he's just trying to act like one and not being one. He even posted pictures of her on social media without our consent and even though we asked him to take them down, he didn't. There are a lot of things that pile up and I know if I don't write this down I'm going to find an excuse again to let him in our life again. I think I just need someone to tell me to cut him out since my brother and other family members try to make me talk to him. But how often do I have to endure to have him cross my boundaries just to make him feel better? I don't want to anymore. I guess my question is, what causes him to act this way, and is it not something that he can work on? I mean, if they're steadfast in just being overbearing, making you uncomfortable, I understand that you just don't want it around at some point. But yeah, you wish that there would be some level of exchange going on that would be working on some kind of collaborative effort, at least if they truly cared. This next story is, update, father controlled and manipulated my whole life, so I'm finally leaving. Hello Reddit, it's been a couple months. First of all, I want to thank everyone who commented on my last post with advice, and those who showed support in my decision. You were all very helpful and I believe I would have chickened out if my suspicions of the poor treatment weren't confirmed by so many of you. A lot of you also asked for an update and I think it's time I give one. First, for context for anyone who didn't read my last post, I, 20, left my home silently two months ago with bare essentials because I was getting emotionally and mentally abused and manipulated by my father. My initial plan had been to stick around for at least another year. But it had gotten to the point where I was forced to, with the help of my best friend and my girlfriend, use the time where he was not in the country to pack myself into a couple suitcases and a few bags and move in with my girlfriend and her family. As for right now, things are difficult to say the least. I am a million times better off in this house, where everyone accepts me for who I am as a person, including my ADHD and autism, and where I can set my own boundaries. I would be lying though if I said I don't miss anything about my life before at all. Here are some of the things that have been especially difficult for me to adapt to and forget. I have financially dropped many classes for a lack of a better word. My father was well off because of his work. and he didn't give me much of his wealth as he expected me to earn my own money. But I was living a comfortable life where making certain payments, buying food, or treating myself was never a matter of worry. Now that I live away and without his financial help, in a household of six where I need to contribute, I find myself counting pennies. Don't get me wrong, I expected this and how hard it was going to be, but I have the right to struggle with accepting and adapting to it. The house is loud and I never have alone time. As someone with these multiple disabilities, having quiet time and some alone time with my own thoughts or to simply rest is important, especially when processing heavy trauma such as been this entire endeavor. Although my old house had 4 people in it, my father, his wife and her daughter, almost no one was ever home due to work, social life, etc. In this house of 6 people, girlfriend, her mother, her sibling, her little brother, and their cousin, somebody's always at home. In the last two months, there have only been two instances in which I've been left alone in the house by myself, and it was only for a few hours. I have no issue with this, truly, and I most often appreciate the company. The only issue arises when I'm feeling mentally poorly, having a bad day, and need the silence and emptiness to process, but cannot. Even then, I obviously don't bring it up, as that's a personal thing. If I really need the space, I take a long walk outside. My girlfriend's little brother, I love him dearly. He's a sweetheart, but he's heavily on the autistic spectrum, much more than me. He's nonverbal, has no boundaries, and always causes a lot of ruckus around the house, either with his phone or just by being hyper. Again, 99% of the time, I have no issue with him. He's kind and often gentle, and he's actually improving on his communication skills quite quickly and especially recently. He's just difficult to deal with sometimes if everyone in the house is stressed out, tired, or even when he's just being way too loud and causing too much noise. He has a lot of sensory needs and needs a lot of special treatment, as well as a very specific schedule to function and avoid meltdowns. It's not a big disruption to my life at all just a factor to adapt to a little suddenly that I'm struggling with, leaving my job and relying on people. As mentioned before, autism and ADHD makes this whole change very difficult, and unfortunately, I had to quit my decently paying job for the sake of my mental health. I was only working part-time, but the line of work which I was in was extremely emotionally and mentally exhausting and time-consuming so it was making that transition of my life horrendously more difficult to cope with, so I left. This has meant that, even though I've had the luck to save up some money to buy food and other essentials for myself, as need be, I've had to rely on either my girlfriend or my two best friends quite a bit. Being someone who, through my entire life, has helped other people financially because I've been stable, I've found it particularly hard to ask for help when I need it, and accepting it when it's been given to me. It comes with a lot of guilt and a feeling as though I've become a burden to the household. Even though while I was working, I was contributing one-third of my paycheck to rent, bills, food, etc. I'm looking for work semi-actively right now, but I've so far been encouraged by the close people in my life to take it easy and take as much time off as I need to get a footing so that I don't end up burning out. Dropping out of uni One of the biggest issues I had at home was that I was forced to continue my academics after high school. Now, I've always believed that university is good if you have a path you wish to follow and are sure about it. For those of us, though, who don't know what they want to do with their life, uni just becomes a stress factor, where you aren't fighting for your own education but for the satisfaction of someone else. Whether we're pleasing parents, which I was attempting to do because my father would tell me I owed it to him for how much he paid and sacrificed for my education, society, or someone else, It's one of those things that will eventually burn you out and make you lose some sense of what you actually wish to do. One of the first things I did when I left was to drop out of uni. I'm happy I'm no longer forced to learn things I hate and to adapt to a pressuring routine on top of working, but hearing all my friends go to uni and some of the judgement from them has made me doubt my choice. The transition itself from suddenly not having anything to learn has, too, been a difficult thing to start adjusting to. I miss my dad. No, I don't mean the entitled piece of shh that I ran away from who abused me for years and destroyed my self-esteem, my dreams, and my sense of sense. I mean the man who, when I was little, would bring me back gifts after every long-distance work trip and hug me for hours because I missed him. I mean the man who, if I came back from school upset, would take me to my favorite restaurant so I would have my favorite meal and then would let me stay up a little later watching my comfort movie with me. I mean the man who took me on several holiday trips when he could and let me explore the world as much as I could even while I was young. The man who told me he was proud of me when I won an art competition or when I got an amazing result on a test. The man who said loves ya instead of I love you because I said it once as a kid. The man who made funny faces every time I filmed him for anything because he knew I found it funny. I miss my dad and it's hurting and difficult to forget that the reason I left was because that man no longer existed and hadn't for a very long time. All of that being said though, I'm happy that I left when I did. My life was getting to a point where my entire existence was controlled by my dad and his moods. How my day ended depended of whether when I came home, he would say welcome back or where the heck have you been, said in simple terms. I couldn't dress and be myself because he had always had an issue with me being LGBTQ+, in sexuality and gender terms, and he'd never call me by my preferred name to demean my existence. His treatment to me depended a lot on my grades in school and in uni, and not my personality, my treatment of other people, my way of expression, and other things he should have been actually paying attention to. Every little mistake I made was being blown out of proportion. I was simply unhappy. I was being mistreated. Here, I am myself. I am treated right. I'm greeted with a smile and a hug when I am home. I'm asked about my day and what I'm doing. No one cares that I'm no longer in uni, and I always get asked if my recent hobby project went well and if I was happy with it. People here are proud of me, respect me and my boundaries. For any kid out there struggling with narcissistic, entitled parents abusing them in whatever way, I encourage you to find a way out. Of course, stories are different and always complex, but the truth of the matter is that if you're being mistreated and suppressed as a human, you deserve better. Whether for you that means cutting contact completely and starting a new life, or simply moving away and keeping low contact, it doesn't matter. Taking this step and parting ways with the toxicity in your life helps you in the long run. And if someone tells you, you're just taking the easy way out and you don't care about the consequences. Leaving isn't the easy way out, it is one of the hardest, most complicated ways of leaving that does cause a lot of consequences you will struggle with. But you will start feeling better. You will have the chance to live life in your own terms, and build yourself up again without the looming presence of disappointment and pain from those who were meant to protect you from it. You've got it. I love OP honestly bearing themselves here, sharing their thoughts and their struggles. And at the same time, showing how they're using those thoughts and those struggles to try to work towards building themselves up, keeping their mind focused on what's important, and sharing their experiences here and their strong convictions to hopefully at least slightly brighten someone else's day that might be struggling with something similar. Our next story is Single Mom Already Sending Out Her Christmas Wish List. She does this every year, it's not even Halloween yet, it's a Facebook meme she sends out stating what people really need is someone to help them pay a bill or buy groceries for them and proceeds to go into an entire list of things people can do for her for Christmas this year. This isn't by far the first time she's asked for things from other people because she's been doing this for 20 years now, even before she had a child. My objection to this is, it just seems crass, since we're still in October, and so this must be really weighing on her mind very soon. And like most of her other posts, it's hinting around that people buy her things and do things for her. Alright, slow your roll here, Mariah Carey. Not too many things can get away with doing Christmas in October, and asking you to RSVP your Christmas gift to her is not one of them. Our next story is, Entitled Mother Christmas Help. I, 25-year-old female, know that the title is a bit confusing, but please let me explain. I am the eldest of four, 21-year-old male and twin 16-year-old female. While my brother and I no longer have to suffer living under the same roof as our narcissistic mother, our minor younger sisters are not so lucky. My sisters have told me that our mother will steal their jewelry under the pretense of borrowing. I've learned growing up that if she asks to borrow anything, you will most likely not see it again. My mother is the type of person who will buy you something, then take it away for herself two weeks later if she doesn't see you using the item. She has even gone as far as to take my sister's name necklaces. No, they don't share the same name, but they have the same first initial. I really want to get my sister's jewelry for this Christmas. I've come to the conclusion that I'll just get my mother's similar jewelry as well, in hopes that she won't steal my sister's. For extra insurance, I want to buy lockable jewelry boxes. Here is where I need help. Does anyone have a lockable jewelry box that they can vouch for? I've thought about just getting them lockboxes, but I fear that it might have a worse reaction for my mother than if it was a lockable jewelry box. I almost wonder if you should try to go for something that is a lockbox but is kind of discreet. I mean, if you're worried about them finding this thing and being up in arms about it. I don't have any examples, but I feel like there has to be some kind of more discreet designed lockboxes out there.